So listen to these four steps, right? They said, number one, start with a micro yes question. And this intrigued me. So I had to go and listen to the rest of this video to understand what exactly do they mean by this? You start the conversation with, hey, Leon, great presentation in there. I've got maybe a couple of pointers that I want to share with you. Do you have some time for, to listen to the advice? You know, or do you have some time to discuss this? And you would respond with either yes or no. But if you respond with yes, that means that instantly you're opting into this discussion, meaning that subconsciously you're allowing, you're opening up to this feedback, right? You already know that, you know, this is going to head in like some weird direction, but sure, let me hear you out. So already you've got some buy-in in that conversation. That's point number one. Start with a micro yes question. Point number two, address the data point. Hey everyone, welcome to the RLT podcast where we share some real life tools, tips and tricks to help you not only discover but also reach your ultimate goals. What's up ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Real Life Tips podcast, episode number 46. I'm your host Mono. You're joined by Leon as usual. What an exciting week for me. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm on cloud nine. <laughs> I finally, I finally got the wife convinced, man. Yeah, yeah I got the wife convinced. Finally, <laughs> I've got my two-wheel pony, man. I, I went out and I bought myself a masculine Harley Davidson, dude. Out of all the bikes, man, how cool <laughs> is it that you finally decided that you're not gonna go with a KTM, you're not gonna go with a GS, <laughs> you're gonna go with a Harley Davidson, <laughs> and it suits your personality. Yeah, yeah dude, congrats, it, man, on your brand new oh, toy. <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks, geez, I'm stoked, and I haven't, I haven't dropped it once yet. <laughs> um, yet. Uh, all the, all the guys say, you know, it's not about whether, but, it, but when. <laughs> so it's now about, you know, making sure that I've got all the kit and everything. So when I finally drop the bike, um, <laughs> then I can be protected. But hopefully that won't happen. But yeah. but yeah, man, super stoked. I really wanted to do this for so many years. I think you know me. I've been talking about this for so long. And there's always the aspect of safety and all that. And I just decided, you know what, I'm I'm never going to do it if I don't do it now. Yeah. So. And you only live um, once, man. So you got to yeah. enjoy it. I mean, I recently bought my toy and then now you bought your toy. And it just really comes to that point mm. of our lives where we try and spice things up and try and keep ourselves entertained and happy, you know, even with the little things. And I mean, you decided to go with the Harley Davidson which I was really stoked mm -hmm. about. Um, of course, I tried to convince you for quite some time that that would be the best option. And then you arrived at my house and uh, it, it didn't sound like a Harley Davidson, man. What was up with that? <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like a delivery Sound, sounded scooter, like man. a. No, man, it wasn't that bad. It, it wasn't that bad. It sounded like a sewing machine. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So I criticized you a little yeah. bit on that um, and, and you managed to... To not take that up so personally, and uh, <laughs> you actually got your pipes redone and all that. Now it sounds like a proper Harley Davidson, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> it's quite funny, um, you know. When I bought the Harley, obviously, when you when you hear the word Harley, you imme you immediately hear the pipes. <laughs> yeah, <head>. exactly. <laughs> you know that it's got this. They call it the potato, potato, potato. You know <laughs> that it makes, and this thing just didn't have it. It's got that more. I don't know, modern classic type uh, of sound that uh -huh. it's got but i wanted to change it so i think when i arrived at your house i knew that was going to be the one criticism that's going to come <laughs> from you is that you know this thing looks harley it, it it definitely has the name on it but it just doesn't sound like yeah. it so yeah i got the pipes on it's screaming badly now my neighbors hate me the dogs <laughs> uh think that i'm you know doing some sort of warfare in yeah. the garage every time i start it 
But that actually leads us into today's topic. So, you know, mm. we're actually going to discuss criticism today and how to deal with criticism and, you know, how to identify positive and negative criticism. Because you've got guys that genuinely want to help you and they might, you know, depending on the tone that they come across with, depending on whether it actually had to reach like a heated point where the criticism comes out, you really need to attune yourself quite quickly about whether you are receptive of the criticism or whether you are going to be combative when receiving Mm -hmm. the criticism. Mm -hmm. Then secondly, you also get people that just generally provide negative criticism, Mm -hmm. which is something uh, that's harder to identify, but to actually find out, you know, people's intention and if they appear in their intentions, or whether they are malicious in their intentions, they actually want to break you down. Yeah. So that's pretty much yeah, man. I knew when you 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 were giving me negative criticism, <laughs> you were going to break me down, man. <laughs> yeah, I think it is super important to touch on this topic, man. And and I'm really stoked because uh, we're going to split it up into two different parts, right? So the first part that we're going to look at is you know what exactly is constructive criticism or destructive criticism, so that we can put the definition to it, mm. so that we can understand you know what is that sort of because it's always been a blurred line for me. You know, when is someone just being a douchebag or when are they actually trying to help you, right? So we're going to have a look at that. We're also going to have a look at how to identify each one of these two. And that's part one. Part two of this is going to look at, you know, how do we deal with both of these types of criticism? You know, how do we handle ourselves in these situations? What best ways should we approach it when somebody is giving us destructive criticism and not really being constructive about it? How do we change the, the conversation, right, into being a little bit more proactive as, a, as opposed to, you know, just breaking you down mm. and, and, you know, attacking you on a personal level? And uh, we'll also touch on some ways to give constructive criticism, to give constructive feedback to others. I think this is crucial because in our lives, you know, we are faced with these social dynamics and social relationships on an ongoing basis. Life is all about communication, right? We exist to grow our communities. We exist to grow as with, you know, in the olden days, they used to communicate effectively to grow their tribes, to strengthen their tribes. We also have to strengthen our families, our social dynamics. It's the way that, you know, the world works. So finding better ways in communicating with your peers with communicating with your partner, your spouse, your your friends, your family in general, I think is, is, is just super, super important. So really stoked to deep dive into this. I think let's kick it off, Leon. Mm. Let's quickly dissect what exactly is the difference between constructive criticism and destructive criticism, right? So they actually refer to constructive criticism as something that is given with a compassionate and helpful attitude, while destructive criticism is something given mm with intention to harm or to insult someone, Mm. to break someone down. And really comes down to that is how do we identify between these two, you know, if something is done out of love for the other person, you know, or Mm. trying to help the other person, or if it's got malicious intent, you know, are they there to break you down? I think that is the core thing Mm. that we quickly need to touch on, right? Is what is the difference between the two and why is it important? Now, I think it's super important, Leon, to focus on this topic here today because, First and foremost, it helps us grow by listening to people's feedback, by listening to others' observations, right? It really helps us to 
sort of strip out the emotion because don't you think that you know, we get caught up in our own yeah. emotions so often that we don't really see the the flaws that we have you know whether that's in our work ethic whether that's in the way that we address yeah. other people or the way that we you know communicate to other people we are sometimes so far removed from others interpretations of, of the way that we yeah. come across yeah i think and and the the whole thing here is you need to understand how to receive the criticism. The first thing that comes to mind is that you need to always remember that no one is perfect. So if someone is going to try and, I don't know, identify something with you that might be problematic and they've got real, almost like compassionate intent and they want to sit down with you and discuss this problem and you can feel that Firstly, they're not just pointing out a problem and walking away. I call those grenade people. Yeah. You know, they mm-hmm. hand you the grenade, take the pin and run off, yeah. you know, and they let you burn down with that information and it eats you up and you don't know what to do with the information. They actually mm-hmm. sit you down, talk you through the problem. Let's say, for example, it's someone that really wants to help you with your time management. Yeah. They've realized that you keep burning out, you keep running over time, you don't hit your deadlines, and they've identified, they seem to have identified the root problem. They might have very good ideas for you. And that's one of the best ways to identify someone's intent, right? Yeah. Is if it's an honest criticism, they will usually have a plan for you as well. They don't just give you the criticism and walk away mm, mm. and let you deal with it. They'll usually say, listen, this is something I've identified these are some of the things that work for me. Maybe you can try it for yourself. Maybe you can actually introduce these steps into your life. And that might actually make you, it will make you less nervous about mm. this problem. It's, and, and the important thing is you as the receiver of the criticism need to immediately become objective. Yeah. You need to become objective. You need to try and walk away from the immediate circumstance yeah. and look at it from an outside perspective. And this is super hard to do. I'm coming from a perspective where I'm I def, I'm I take uh, criticism quite difficult. <laughs> yeah. I don't really sometimes it feels personal, like right? it. Yes, and I don't like it when people point out my flaws, mm. even when I know that they are right. You know, and I don't think anyone really enjoys it. Yeah, but. If you've got that perspective of, okay, this is a person in my inner circle, this is a person I trust, we love each other, and um, this must come from an honest place, and you can remove yourself and be objective and listen in on the advice that's also coming with the criticism, Mm -hmm. then it's probably easier and i've the few times that i've taken on criticism this is the only way that i was able to have a positive experience is to Mm. open up and say okay listen i hear what you're saying i do agree i have a problem uh those ideas that you have sound superb i'm going to try and introduce those and see if i can make it work and thanks you know you always provide thanks for the criticism that's, but that's super important right because if you have a look at it in in your work setting you know in your career um th- this is the kind of thing that can strengthen your work relationships but also 
grow you as a person, grow your skills, grow your ability, your your competence in, in your job, yeah. right? But also it can strengthen your relationships because all of a sudden, you know, if you are open to receiving feedback, what you're saying is that I'm not perfect and I want to be better. And, and the only way that you can be better is to identify your own flaws. And obviously, mm. you know, because we're looking at it subjectively and there's emotions tied into it and all that kind of stuff, it becomes extremely difficult for us to isolate what our own weaknesses are so sometimes it's good to open up and to go to someone and say you know give me some feedback you know or if they do come up to you to to sit and quickly analyze you know where is this coming from is this really coming from them trying to help me or is this coming from you know them trying to attack me to tell me how crappy of a person that i am mm. or how crap of a job i did with that presentation or with this meeting or how i stuffed the specific project up or something like that or are they really just trying to you know, identify or, or they already identified the weaknesses and they're wanting to to help us grow they're wanting to help us improve on our performance in 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 the workspace mm, you know mm. so it's really really important looking at that as well but i think one of the things that you that you mentioned that stood out is you're being becoming objective about it is stripping the emotions looking at it and saying you know what even if the tone of voice that this person is addressing me with isn't really it doesn't feel very constructive in fact it actually feels a little bit like they're attacking me by sitting down and saying you know what I'm going to put a smile on my face. I'm going to take a breath and I'm not going to you know, respond or react to their demeanor against me. I'm pretty much just going to listen and take what I can get from this and look at it objectively. Strip myself from the emotions, take everything apart and mm. really just look mm. at it objectively and saying, is this something that maybe I should be focused on? And I think if we have a look at the differences of how to identify these these two different aspects of constructive versus destructive i think it's it's quite obvious but let's quickly point out a few of them right one of the ones that i found here on on some of the research that i did was when you have a look at constructive criticism and somebody focuses on your shortcomings of the work of your strengths and your weaknesses so looking at positive things as well as negative things that they mention in there you know for example somebody comes up to you mm. they tell you that i listened to your engagement with customer x or whatever the case is right and i did notice that you were very friendly and i noticed that you know you were asking a lot about what their situation is what their needs are you know what is it the problem that they're wanting to solve and all that and that you're extremely good at however you know you lacked a little bit in the department of identifying exactly or focusing on their core need and addressing that with some sort of solution or or coming in and, and you're following mm. up with what is the next steps or closing up your talk with what are the next steps for us to progress this conversation going forward so I think sometimes, you know, yes, focus, whatever you did there in the beginning was great. But on the negative side of things, there was a lot of ums, there was a lot of ahs, and you didn't really seem to know what direction it. So go and work on that part of it and also make sure that you always follow up and set what the next steps are. That's constructive criticism, right? That's where you can really identify that. Yes, yeah. it's still going to hurt. Don't get me wrong. Criticism remains criticism and we don't like that. So I think that you know, it's important to look at it and say that, okay, at least there were some positive things in here as well. That's when someone's trying to be constructive. Yeah. And when they're being destructive, it's the opposite of that, right? Yeah, and at the same time in your example just there, um, and we, we need to actually talk about the one providing the criticism oh, as well. Yes. If you are identifying a problem um, within a colleague or your spouse or your child or whatever you know there's various areas in your life where you're going to have to deal with criticism 
either you know giving or receiving if you're giving criticism you have to do it exactly in the manner that you just described mm. where you layer it with good you in, set your intentions out right away watch that your you tone of voice don't, that time itself as well. yeah. exactly watch your tone of voice try and not be aggressive but rather be compassionate and really provide the person with a safe space so that they don't feel attacked in a corner because then it's going to obviously you know result in an argument an argument can result in fights can result in lifelong tears apart of families or friendships etc you know the the spiral just yeah. really goes downhill mm -hmm. from there so it's it's super important that if you are the one doing the criticizing that you are also extremely wary that if you were the receiver and you had to accept or get this information, how would be the easiest way for mm. you to get that? Mm. Kind of put yourself in the shoes of the person that yeah. you're going to give the criticism to. And that's immediately going to soften your tone. It's going to soften the blow. And you're going to find a way to kind of point out and, and that I like that I always call it the sandwich approach. I think when I was in management, I read it mm. somewhere as well where your one side of your sandwich is um, good, one side is bad, and in the middle there's like, what are we going to do about it? I like, how it. can yeah. we work together kind of thing? So you start by saying and praising the, the person's attempts and what they are doing right and so on. Then you say the things that you think are maybe not up to scratch and then providing, once again, the resolution. It's extremely important for a criticizer to come with an idea to the person. Don't just tell them, like I said, <laughs> don't just be a grenade. Mm. Don't just tell them this is your problem and then walk away. Yes. Explain to them how they can improve that because you identified the problem. So it means you know the, f the fix to the mm. problem. How would you be able to identify a problem if you don't know how to fix it? So you should come to them with, this is the issue that I saw and this is what I think could work. This is how that could maybe be better for you. Or this is what I think can be done to improve it. Yeah, and if, if you're not getting that from, from the other person, then it's, it's very simple to define then that this is destructive criticism. This isn't constructive at all because exactly. they're being vague. They're not being very specific. I mean, I've had people come up to me and tell me, you know what, uh, I feel like you don't like me. And I'm like, okay, but, but why? Why do you feel like that? And they're like, no, I just, I can mm. see it in your eyes. Like I can see it in your demeanor. You just don't like me. I was like, okay, but give yeah. me solid points to work on here, you know? So that type of criticism doesn't help anyone. And it's it's destructive. It's really just there just to to belittle you as a person, right? So it's instantly, if somebody's mm. being vague and nonspecific, if they, they're not really sharing any details as to why this issue is such a big issue, you know, if they don't offer any suggestions, like you mentioned, that's crucial, you know? If they don't come to you and tell you, okay, but I've got ways or I ideas of how we can improve on this what do you think about that do you agree or do you have other thoughts that you'd like to share that's constructive but if they're not giving you that it's destructive it's as simple as that and try and steer clear from those people as much as possible don't you think yeah 100 percent. and the thing is tone is extremely important but you can receive good criticism with bad tone sometimes oh, yeah. you know mm -hmm. if it's a fight that erupted between you and your spouse, hardly ever will you get criticism from your spouse when it's not during a blowout mm. or some sort of fight. Mm -hmm. 
You know, it's usually during a fight that the critic <laughs> criticism yeah. comes out, right? Absolutely. But within within those times, okay, it's going to be laced with some emotion, and it might be laced with a bit of you know flavor <laughs> and some bad tonality, and maybe some cuss words and things like that. But yeah. there's usually I also think that there's a lot of parameters that are, that are at play here. You got to understand that there's a lot of other stresses and hassles. If it's your spouse or other half or something, you know, yes. they've got their own stresses and hassles about work and their daily tasks and and stresses but you know at work as well your boss or your colleagues they're on your extreme inner circle they don't need to sugarcoat (laughs) they can go straight at you right they can it's always the case but there is this point of destructive criticism that's really really harder to identify Mm. sometimes someone might come at you at your character right and they might actually you'll notice that they are trying to provide critic here and maybe there's a little bit of truth in what they're saying but they are really coming at your character mm. or they're coming at your personality they're coming at areas that they know you can't fix it's part of who you yeah. are and it's maybe a, a a trait that you have but for example if someone is actually coming at you either in a workspace or in personal life and they they're focusing on you so they basically focus on the creator mm not the creation. Yeah. So they don't focus on what you are doing. They focus on you as a person and they're attacking you and your personality and your like character. For ins- yeah, like for instance, if you're skinny, if you're extremely skinny and there's nothing you can do mm. about that and somebody starts attacking that, I mean, maybe you've got an overactive uh, thyroid mm. or something like that, you know, and th- I've had that so many times when I was younger that it actually really starts affecting you as a person and you start becoming so insecure about that. Yeah, exactly. That And it's hurtful that... Mm. As soon as, I think as soon as criticism comes to you and you're the receiver of the criticism and it hurts your feelings, mm. then it's ill-intended. Well, I mean... Um, it should yeah, be something if, that If it's you, something that you can't change and it's something that you have no control over. Yeah, yeah. If it, if it hurts your feelings in a way that you know that you're going to probably cry tonight because there's nothing you can do about what they mm. just said um, and they didn't even provide any kind of solution. They just came at you and wanted to kind of demean you and bring you down. Yeah. That's usually criticism that's very, very destructive. It's it's kind of poking at things just because they don't like that aspect. Maybe they feel different or they don't agree with something or whatever, but they don't. They just want to force you into change, but they don't necessarily provide you with any reasoning why you are wrong or why you should change and how you can change. They just don't like that. But but let's be honest, right? I mean, so many people are, I don't know why, but maybe not most people, but a lot of people really thrive on this feeling of breaking others down and and you know bringing and, and elevating themselves they, right it's because they themselves yeah feel bad about their own but life. that's exactly it right so they bring others down around them so that they feel better about themselves and i just don't know i just i'm not that kind of person i i despise people like that but the fact is that we're going to mm. deal with people like that but on the other end of the spectrum as well i mean dealing with constructive criticism i think is it's it is quite important. I'll give you an example. You know, like I was approached by a stranger. Well, a stranger at the time. I didn't know this guy at all. Um, but he had a one quick look at me and uh, instantly he told me a couple of things about my appearance. One of them being, you know, you got to you gotta cut your hair. And a, a ton of people have told me this. I went through my long hair phase, mm. but that phase lasted for you know nearly 10 years. And well, probably not. Yeah, maybe eight, eight years or so. 
And a lot of people have told me, mm. cut your hair. You have to look presentable. What, what, what? And I was just, I'm a nonconformist in that way. So, of course, like the more people telling me to cut my hair, the more the, the less I was going to actually consider it at all. But this random stranger mm. had made some very good points. You know, he's like, okay, cool, but you got to think about it. You know, it's it's not that big of a deal. You don't have to cut it all off. You know, you don't have to go size one or size two. Just keep it neat, keep it tidy and all that stuff. You got to look presentable. Remember that you're customer facing and all that. And this person I didn't work with or anything, but he made some really, really solid points. And a lot of the points that he brought up, you know, mm. about my appearance, I was just like, you know what, that sounds cool, I'll consider it. But just his demeanor, the way that he laid out all that, actually led me to consider it. And shortly after that, I went and I cut my hair, got a nice, neat haircut, didn't mm. really care about what anyone said uh, uh, about my long hair before that, or, yeah, you look so much better. Like, honestly, I just absorbed that from that one person because the, the way that they presented it to me made a lot of sense you know so in cases like that it's very very simple to identify and to to respond to that because yeah did it hurt absolutely but was it something that i could change yes you know was it something that i felt was pushed down on me and you know it's not like going for a job interview and they tell you you have to cut your hair that's a whole different situation you know this coming from an outsider Mm. and me thinking about it objectively stripping the emotions out of it because this person doesn't know me they have no ill intent um i wanted to really just absorb that information and see what i can do with it so i absolutely love that liam but i quickly want to ask you you're the best person to to deep dive into research studies and all of that is there anything that you could find on you know how we can better respond to destructive criticism you know and and constructive as well because sometimes i think this is going to take it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve right if you're anything like you know what you've just described earlier with who you are as a person you don't deal with criticism well whether it's constructive whether it's destructive either way you take it very personally is there anything in the research that tells us how can we best cope with those type of situations with those type of engagements with people closest to us yeah no definitely i actually tried to get some research on the topic and i wasn't really finding anything worth the of the episode necessarily but i did get a lot of information and almost like basic guidelines of how to identify positive and destructive kind of criticism and and how to deal with that you know how do you actually when you start getting the onslaught of the criticism what is your immediate steps that you need to take Mm. and the first thing is you need to immediately evaluate the critic's intention in an honest way so take your guard down that's my first problem as i always have my guard up (laughs) i always have my reasons for combating or fighting back right up my cuff i can fly it right back especially if somebody starts a conversation with listen i've just got some feedback (laughs) i'm like oh goodness Yeah, exactly, exactly. So as soon as that happens, I already have three or four things ready yeah. at the go to fly right back at you. And I'll con- I'll even criticize you straight back <laughs> at anything that you just did wrong as well, just to yes. kind of even the score, mm-hmm. you know. And that's the biggest problem is you need to evaluate the critic's intentions and do it in an honest way. So be objective and make sure that you listen and listen very carefully. Then it's very important to start Um, assessing whether this is constructive or destructive. And that's something that's quite easy to identify. If the person is coming at you with, firstly, obviously, um, far west side kind Mm. of comments. And 
Um, he's mostly making comments, he's making accusations, he's not providing any kind of uh, positivity, he's not providing any kind of resolution mm. to the problem or advice around the problem, and his, his tone is off and all those kind of things. That's It's very, very simple to know whether the person is talking the truth or yeah. not. You will also know if you are struggling in the thing that he's talking about or she's talking about, you already know that, okay, he is hitting on a point that's true, right? But if they're just coming at your character or they're talking about something that you did that you didn't do, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Those are destructive things. Now, as soon as you've identified the intention and you know that it's constructive, you need to kind of start leaning in towards it and show some gratitude that the person is actually willing and they've got the gahoonies to talk to you about this problem because it doesn't come easy for the criticizer either. If he's really well-intentioned, it's hard to provide criticism as yeah. well in a well-intentioned manner without you as the criticizer knowing that I don't want to hurt this person's feelings. I don't want to put this person down. I actually really want him to help and or I want to help him and I want him to improve on this thing. So show your gratitude and become a little bit more open towards the criticism so that the conversation can then start flowing in a way that is constructive and conducive to both the criticizer trying to bring out a result or at least point your headlights into a problem that you can then take further and try and resolve and he's accomplished what he wanted but everyone walks away friends in the end so consider the suggestions and not the tone of the feedback the tone can sometimes happen at a time, like I said, where there was a boiling point and the criticism had to come out because the person just can't take it anymore, for example. Then it might be that you'll have to strip the tone a little bit and just listen to the feedback because he might be coming at you a little bit aggressively and annoyed mm. because you did the same thing again and again and now he has to talk to you about this. So try and not focus on the tone as much. Um, again, unless you've identified that it's destructive, but if it's in a constructive and he's talking the truth and he's probably getting to a point that he wants to reason with you, make sure not to be too stressed about the tone. Smile and wave. At the end of the day, you have to avoid taking criticism personally. Yeah. All right. And that is super hard. I think every single time in my life that I've received criticism, Apart from management, management usually has a good way of dealing out criticism. That's kind of what mm -hmm. they do. But everywhere else in my life, it, if it comes from friends, if it comes from family, etc., it's usually a little bit tougher in those areas because you're close to them and you don't always know what their intentions are. But try and not take it personal. If it's good criticism, mm -hmm. if it's something that you know you are wrong with or you are doing incorrectly or it's something that you know you can improve, then avoid taking a personal smile and and say thanks. Thanks for the criticism. Yeah. Thank you for feeling that you can speak to me about this. Try and try and work on it. Yeah, I, look, I think even if you don't feel like that in the moment, you still have to fake it a little bit, you know, just during that intervention, you know, and yeah. then just go home and cry by yourself, but then evaluate the, the points that they've pointed out and stuff. You know, it, yeah. is there any merit to that? Did they provide enough evidence? Did they provide some suggestions? And then deal with the emotions afterwards, but don't mm. get caught up in that. I think that's super, that makes a lot of sense, dude. I really like that. I think one of the interesting things that I also read somewhere, at times you won't always be ready to receive that criticism. Sometimes you're preoccupied with other tasks and stuff. Now someone's like bashing at you on the side here, you know, maybe you're busy preparing for a meeting or something and someone's like, 
throwing comments your way and all that. Tell them, look, I appreciate mm. it. We can talk about this a little bit later. What about 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock when I'm on my lunch break? Let's go outside. Let's chat about this. I, I, I'm interested to hear what you're saying. Just not now. You know, I can't focus on it right now, um, but definitely let's chat about it a little bit later. So that's going to do a couple of things for you, right? Number one, it's going to diffuse the situation immediately and they can go and sit and think about it. It's yes. going to show them that, that's you know what, I'm taking control of this. Yes, I'm open to hearing what you have to say, but go and reevaluate, go you know, strip your emotions and strip down the situation and think about this a little bit, ponder on it. And then when we have our discussion at one o'clock, then come to me with facts, come to me with you know, constructive ways of how we can address these things and that, but really mm. just diffusing the situation in there. And I thought that was super powerful as well. I really love this topic, Leon. I think let's quickly move into the real life tips <laughs> for today. Where's the beatbox, dude? I was waiting for the beatbox the whole time. Uh, you thought you'd change geez, it up. Dude, you caught me off guard there, man. <laughs> did, I, did I swing into it? For yeah, you? I don't know. You, you can... You're going to have to bring some magic to that uh, I'll, uh, intro. That's, I don't know. <laughs> I'll go and, uh, and post-produce some, some, uh, some, some of your older, yeah, better beats. Make um, a plan. Copy and paste it in there. <laughs> <laughs> right, Leon. So I've got, I've got one massive tip that I, that I actually found. And this, almost, uh, this actually really ties into the research as well. Um, that I'll quickly go over. And then I'll hand over to you. We'll see what you have to say on this. Whatever you found mm. on, uh, on this topic. Or maybe you know, something from your past experience. One of the interesting things that I came across was a specific TED video that I will link for you guys in the show notes. Um, it's called The Secret to Giving Great Feedback. And it really, really focuses on now that we've addressed what constructive criticism and destructive criticism looks like, how we can identify those two different scenarios, how we should react, how we should respond, um, and how we can you know, better absorb the good feedback and you know understand that negative feedback is necessary for us to improve um, in our daily tasks to improve us as human beings, right? How can we be that person who can give constructive feedback to those around us, to our friends, mm. to our families, to our spouses, right? So some really interesting four points that they mentioned here, actually maybe even five, um, but it's the whole process of how you take this approach. So you mentioned earlier on that when somebody addresses you and they first come at you with Hey, listen, I've got some criticism to share on my experience with you. <laughs> you're instantly, your walls go up. Instantly, you start throwing your emotions around and start getting extremely defensive. There is a reason for this. Of course, we, we all don't like this, right? So listen to these four steps, right? They said, number one, start with a micro yes question. And this intrigued me. So I had to go and listen to the rest of this video to understand what exactly do they mean by this? You start the conversation with, hey, Leon, great presentation in there. I've got maybe a couple of pointers that I want to share with you. Do you have some time for, to listen to the advice? You know, or do you have some time to discuss this? And you would respond with either yes or no. But if you respond with yes, that means that instantly you're opting into this discussion, meaning that subconsciously you're allowing, you're opening up to this feedback, right? You already know that, you know, this is going to head in like some weird direction, but sure, let me hear you out. So already you've got some buy-in in that conversation. That's point number one. Start with a micro yes question. Point number two, address the data point, right? So cut out any blur words, cut out any sort of vague descriptions and stuff. Get straight to the point. Say that, hey, Leon, that presentation was awesome. Just maybe some of the things that, that I noticed, you're, you're extremely good with, and 
as we mentioned before, you know, constructive is being focusing on the positive as well, right? So saying, mm, you know, mm. definitively, yes, you were great with your intro, great with your introductions, great with addressing the need or discovering the need of the customer or whatever the case is. But I feel that you can work in these different ways, right? So focus on the data points, you know, what were the good things? What were the bad things? If I had to put it in another example in your personal life when dealing with your spouse, right? Maybe, you know, you're upset with something that they did or said, and you can say, hey, Listen, babe, you know, lovey, whatever you call your other half. I've got some feedback that I want to share with you. Do you have a minute? Let's quickly chat about this. Get it out in the open. Are you open to that? Yes. Great. Okay, let's move on to the data points. Number one, I love the fact that you always do effort. You always do the dishes. You always clean up after yourself and all that. You know, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Just sometimes when you speak to me, I feel like there's not a lot of respect, right? So for example, and get specific, give them the example of yesterday at the park. You know, you mentioned this and this and this. This is the way that I felt after you mentioned it. I don't like it when you do that. Please, can we stop doing that? Here's my suggestion. Next time, can we use these words, right? So the impact statement is point number three. So point number three is how did it impact you? How did it make you feel? And how can you best go and address that, right? How can we get past this emotional torture of the way that you're addressing me in our personal conversations and stuff, right? And point number four is always end on a question. So this is, and this is super important, Mm. they say. They Mm. say that it's super important to end with a question to say that now that we've addressed it, I don't know, this is what I think we should do, but what are your thoughts, right? Make it a conversation as opposed to you dictating what they should be doing, right? That's how you give constructive feedback. I love that, right? How awesome is that? Four points. One of the other things that they did mention is, um, as a bonus point is, Pull feedback, ask them for feedback regularly. You've mentioned now that you don't like when people address you. And I think that's just human nature. Instantly we go into defensive mode, right? But what happens if I go up to you and I say, hey, Leon, listen, dude, I'm not sure what I'm Mm. doing wrong here, but this is my financial situation. Do you have any feedback for me? Do like do, do you have any points? Maybe you're seeing something that I'm missing, you know, and you did this with me a while ago. You know, I've, I've tried to convince you, dude, cut down on the debt. Start paying off all of this stuff. Start saving. This is important and all that. You didn't listen. You got into your defensive mode until one day and you came up to me. You're like, dude, okay, look, honestly, what are you doing? Do you have any tips for me? And instantly we can have a dialogue now. You know, it's, it's no longer yeah. me trying to force my opinions down on you. So that's my one and only tip. Those four points, I will share it with you guys in the show notes. Leanne, anything is, from your side? Yeah, that's brilliant. Look, I think I'm going to probably overlap a little bit with what you've mentioned, but maybe in a different way. So kind of let's just solidify it in then for the people. So I'm going to touch on a few tips. This is also going to be quite dense, but let's just call it two tips, one for receiving and one for giving. And then I also have a little bit of a tip at the end that I'll share. I'll leave it as a nice one. And that's to actually silence the critic. You know, if, if you know that it's a critic and he's just there to bring you down, how can you silence them? All right. So firstly, when you are giving criticism, and again, this is something that you might have to do several times in your life for several different reasons towards loved ones towards colleagues etc immediately go into a place to decide exactly what is the problem and what is the outcome that you want and when you've got those things in mind don't criticize the person and who they are and in what they believe in Mm. all right so criticize the problem 
that you've identified. Never ever come at the person and what they believe in. So focus on the observable actions or the behaviors or something rather than any kind of identity, personality, motivations, those kind of mm. things. Mm. That is stuff that people usually can't fix and they'll immediately feel threatened and they, they'll immediately feel attacked at the personal level. And then this is super important. Don't store up the issues and drag up like old events wow, long yeah. after it's happened to build your case, mm. right? So just to kind of make your case super strong and show them how super crap they are at this problem, don't bring up like a whole list of evidence from 2000 and this and in that year you did this and this and this. That's going to make them feel like, holy crap, this whole long time that's gone i thought i was doing great and this whole time you've actually been annoyed with the situation mm, and i mm -hmm. feel so like i feel like such an idiot now yeah it's almost like thinking back to something embarrassing that happened to you as a kid or you know years ago you, yeah. you still cringe to this day when you get flashbacks of that it's it's sort of the same thing right exactly and and you know this about me as well and i'm very much like this i'm Feedback is always effective when you give it promptly, yep. immediately, like while it's happened, immediately in that next minute or hour in, you know, mostly a day. Mm -hmm. If you have to go and take some time to think of how you want to construct it, take a day or so, but don't let it drag out for months and sweep it under carpet. If you mm. think it's going to be a reoccurring problem, fix it straight away. Don't give the feedback when the other person is angry, all right? Or when the other person is not in a position and is maybe not ready to get unpleasant news. If he's got issues going on in his life or there's something going on, bring that up in your own consideration and be a little bit sensitive towards providing criticism during such a time. And then lastly, don't complain about the colleague behind their back. So if it's a colleague that's or, or the person and there's issues that you have with this person the worst thing that you can do is not to address it with him but to go and speak to everyone about the problem to kind of mm. confirm whether they've got the same issue as you have identified that's wow, the worst yeah. thing because then you start creating this whole uh person this person is a huge problem and let's just get our ammunition together let's build a whole team and force and an army against this person mm that's got a problem right so those are my tips for wow um that's powerful dude basically providing yeah providing criticism is to be very very sensitive mm. no one enjoys getting criticism so really really be be sensitive when it comes to receiving the criticism you have to work on stopping your first knee-jerk reaction and i say knee-jerk because i am super super bad yeah. at this i immediately start building my defense right up there in my head i'm quick at building a defense you know don't do that stay calm don't react at all remember that there's always benefits of getting feedback mm. right you'll never ever become better if you never get feedback everything you do in life is a feedback loop upon a feedback loop yeah. so everything in life is supposed to provide you with feedback so that you can improve be a super super strong listener so listen very very closely to what the person is saying and that way you you're always going to be able to identify the intention and then ask a lot of questions mm. all right so deconstruct the feedback if the person has taken the time to provide you with this positive feedback or positive reinforcement or criticisms then take the time to really sit and work through it with the person don't just take it on the chin 
and walk away and say thanks that's great but if you've got questions or maybe areas you mentioned it in this way or that way i actually never saw it like that i know i've got this problem but you just mentioned something interesting how would you suggest how do you do this in your life how can you maybe help me you know be lean in i like to say always lean in towards the criticism yeah. so that you can actually get the most out of that time with that person and that's that's going to be the best way for you to accept the criticism. If you, at the end, decide that you need to digest a bit, you need to think, um, just request some time to follow up. You know, just yeah. say to the person, okay, this is a lot to take in. I kind of knew I had this problem, but, you know, you brought up a lot of facts there that I want to kind of digest. And I've got some questions, but I'll, I'd like to return back to you. Yeah with my ideas and maybe some that. further questioning and that way you're building that relationship with that person to make both sides feel comfortable wow, at giving yeah. each other constructive criticism from time to time and my last oh wow so <laughs> you're still going leon <laughs> you got so yeah, much to say to. i love time. that i love that yeah no you're dropping the tips here <laughs> no this is an this is an important topic man I'm, I'm no it is it is this. absolutely yeah <laughs> every now and again you're going to have to silence a critic. Oh, yes, all right? this is so important. You may need to silence critics every once in a while. And all you do is you tell them that you understand that you haven't lived up to their expectations, but you'll do, try and do better next time. Mm. That's the easiest way to kind of get away from a critic. This kind of gives the critic the affirmation, at least that, okay, he brought up something and he's, you know, you've recognized it, but you'll walk away and you, you, you're not telling him that he's right. You're not telling him that he's wrong. Mm. You're just diffusing the situation. Yeah. So, so you just tell them, I understand that maybe I didn't live up to your expectations. I'll try and do better. You can also ask them to give you actionable points next time. So if you come to me again mm. and you have this criticism, maybe next time you can provide me with some feedback and some ideas on how I can improve and not just come Yeah, I love that because it's almost like training a dog, right? It's like giving them a little treat to say, okay, exactly. no, next time do this and then you know we can have this conversation. Then I'll entertain this conversation. But uh, if you're not going to do that, then I'm not going to entertain it. So yeah, I love that. Especially in a professional environment. If you've oh, yeah. just got a douchebag of a manager, mm -hmm. this is the best way to handle it. Just tell them I'm... I understand I didn't live up to your expectation. I'm going to try and do better next time. And maybe next time you can bring some actionable steps for me. Mm -hmm. uh, what would you do differently? Because all I got from this is that I have this problem, but I don't really know how to fix it. Yeah. Now. Um, but thank you very much and the, and walk away. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, I love that awesome. because every now and again, I've had to do that myself as well. Where Okay. I hear you. And that but, takes a um, lot, man. That takes a lot because you yeah. you now need to like sort of suppress your feelings in that moment because yes, like you want to rage yes. out and yes, you do want to go at them and say, yeah, but you know, you have to understand that I didn't have enough time. I didn't, you know, and, and then this person did this and that person didn't do their job. And, you know, so it's very, very simple to get caught up in the feelings. Yeah. And, and, and by phrasing it, the great psychology of this is by phrasing it that you haven't lived up to their expectations <laughs> yeah. means that maybe their expectations are wrong. That's actually that's true. what I love oh. about it. So it's 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 by saying that I'm, I understand I live in, I didn't live up to your expectations. I'll try and do better next mm -hmm. time. Means that I don't necessarily agree with you, and these seems like your expectations. I'll see if I can match yeah. those. 
Um, so that's going to give the criticizer a lot to think about as wow, well wow. after the fact. So, yeah. Dude, I think you're taking the tip crown for this week most definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That was awesome. That was really, really cool. Finally. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Dude, so um, I think two things that I quickly wanted to point out from from what you've also mentioned is that, you know, you will get irritable at times and you will get frustrated. And sometimes it's important to deal with that emotion. And as you said, maybe step away from it and deal with it in your own personal time. If that means that you need to write a song about it, that's what I do. That's why all my songs are so depressing um, that I've heard. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, (laughs) um, yeah. And then also, you know, or if that means you need to journal about it, if that means that you need to chat to your spouse about or maybe just you know meditate on it or something like that but that's important i think is to to allow yourself to feel these feelings but maybe not in that moment maybe remove Mm. yourself from the situation and feel those feelings and secondly and as we wrap up i want to drop this i think it's super important that once you've identified those people who constantly give you destructive criticism and i say again destructive criticism not constructive to remove yourself from mm-hmm. those relationships once and for all, right? If that means that maybe it's a yeah, close friend true. or a family member and you can't just never ever see them again, spend less time with them. Try and you know diffuse the situation or change the subject when it comes to those type of conversations because it's not adding any benefit to your life. It's not helping you in any way. In, in actual fact, it's just adding to the mental clutter that we've spoken about. It's adding to the anxiety that we've spoken about. It's adding all of these negative things in your life. And it's not there. You know, if, if it's a friend, if it, even if it's a friend from high school or primary school, long-standing friend, spend less time with them. I'm sorry, but I've done this in the past. And I say I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry because honestly, it's improved my quality of life. Honestly, I've, I've been feeling so much better since those people aren't around me anymore because I don't need to listen to the destructive criticism the whole time the vague statements of you know everything that you're doing wrong in life and you know whatever the case in your attitude mm-hmm. and your whatever i don't have time for that anymore come to me with facts or get out of my life as simple as that so i think that's super super cool leon it's been an absolute pleasure i really thoroughly enjoyed this episode i say this about all of our episodes because i really do enjoy podcasting <laughs> but this one was really really cool um i was super stoked I, yeah honestly i think that's something that is so important because we can communicate on a daily basis with so many people and if we can find better ways to do so it's just going to improve our quality of life so absolutely love that so there you guys have a dealing with criticism and how to identify when it's constructive versus when there's malicious intent i hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode as much as we have and i hope to see you guys in the next one this is me signing off mono we are joined by leon as usual chat to you guys next week cheers What's up, guys and girls? If you've derived some great value from our show thus far, please take a second to rate and review us on the platform that you're tuned in on. This will really help us to grow the show and reach more and more people to spread the positivity and change more and more lives. So it will literally just take you a second to rate and review us. And who knows, perhaps you could directly be responsible for changing someone's life today. We look forward to seeing you guys in the next one. Until then, cheers.